I'm really productive in the morning. So they know in the morning mom's working, but when they come home from school, you know, 3.30, my computer shut down and yeah, I'll, I'll hang out with you now. Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. It's Courtney and Anne. I'm a little sick today, so I sound a little funny. My apologies. I feel like everyone's sick right now. It's that season. And I feel like my kids, like all of a sudden are getting sick at school again. They haven't gotten sick for so long. And now it's like, oh, by the way, we're going to bring home a cold this week. And next week. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Well, we have been talking a lot offline about boundaries because that's one of the that's one of the things that we both hold near and dear to our hearts, um, I guess you could say. And we have actually been talking about how we've softened our boundaries a little bit over the last year or two, and we're both working to reestablish what some of those boundaries are. Boundaries are something that are constantly top of mind for me. And I think as an entrepreneur and someone who works from home, a working mom, I mean, I can put all of these titles in there. It really stays top of mind. And it's really something that I constantly need to be mindful about reevaluating. Do I have the best boundaries in place for myself? And like you said, We've both been talking a lot about how lately, and I think for me specifically, it's really been over the last six months, um, maybe since like late winter, where my boundaries have just gotten really, they're living in the gray area, you know? (laughs) And so I'm just, I'm reevaluating what that looks like for me. And I'm trying to put those boundaries back into place and You know, the thing is, is that when you establish boundaries, especially when you establish boundaries from the get-go, you would be surprised how much people will respect those boundaries. And it's, it's not an issue, but if you don't set that expectation on the front end, people don't even know what your boundaries are. I think that's so important. And I think that it's also important to recognize that your boundaries are going to change over time. Like certain boundaries will stay the same for me. Like I can think of some examples of where they've changed over the years. Like as my kids have gotten older and the structure of our day has changed, those boundaries have changed where I used to work more condensed hours and I would, you know, I was willing because my hours were kind of so tight. I would be willing to kind of flux when I would take calls and just make it work when it worked for my clients. And that has, and maybe that's just a tightening of my boundaries, but I am really specific about when and how many calls I will take a week now at this point, just because I have realized that, um, or maybe like my work style has changed a little bit and I need a certain amount of time during the week and and during the day to get work done. And it eats up a lot of headspace to do calls. So I can, I have to really cap the number of calls that I'm able to do. And so that's one thing that's changed for me. And 
you don't need to be afraid of changing your boundaries. It's kind of like, I just did a talk with a marketing class, a guest lecture, and we were talking about boundaries and talking about like life balance and figuring out what you want to do and how what you decide at 21 or 22 doesn't have to be the same thing that you're doing at 31 or 32. Or yeah. at 41 or 42. It's the same thing with boundaries. They don't have to stay exactly the same for your entire career, but you have to start somewhere and figure out what that looks like and figure out how you work best and how to set boundaries around that so that you can do good work. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think for me, I have the most boundaries around communication. And when I talk about communication, I mean, you know, connecting around business. And so it's, how I prefer to be communicated with. And also, so I'm going to kind of talk about two different things. One, communication and putting up boundaries and what that looks like. And then two, I think where I've kind of lost some of those boundaries is a lot of people who I'm working with right now, I also have relationships with outside of work. We've developed these friendships. And so that can blur your boundaries at times because you're friends with them too. But again, because boundaries are really important to me. I try to set that expectation up front. So when I say that, that I set the expectation up front about my boundaries is I usually have a conversation with people that I'm working with around how they best communicate. And I, I try to ask them what their boundaries are. And that's really smart. I know that I have a way that I prefer to communicate. I don't like to do business via text. I love to be an email. I'm kind of old school like that. So I'm the same way, you know, so, you know, and I know a lot of people now they like to communicate via DM because of the nature of the work that I do. I'm in constant communication with people networking. I do like to know what the best way for them is to communicate. And I try to mirror that within expect, like with certain boundaries, you know, if we're starting to talk more business things. I'll usually ask them like, Hey, can we bring this conversation to email? What's the place, the best place to get in touch with you? A really, you know, so that's, that's a really easy ask that you can say, if you have a boundary where you don't like texting someone and that's not how you communicate. And that's a hard boundary that you have. All you have to do is say, Hey, can we take this conversation to email? That's a better way for me to communicate. And I think, again, if you just ask, people understand. I also put boundaries up around like if someone says like, well, texting is the best way to communicate with me and they text me at 8 PM because that's when they're working. I just won't answer it. Like I'll wait until my quote unquote business hours, which, you know, I like to say is after 8 AM in the morning and I'll respond to them at that time. Yeah, I think that's really important to set those standards. And um, I'm the same way. I I do not do well with text. And it's more because I don't look at text when I'm working unless I know that someone's going to be texting me. And if someone texts me outside of work hours, I usually have something going on with my kids. It's very rare that I'm just like available with three kids. You know, you know, it's like you have so much going on. So then I forget about it. And so I can't be available via text unless it's truly an emergency. So I have had clients that are that have texted me on the weekend and said, this just happened, super big emergency. Can you call me? And I respect that too, where, you know, so it's not like a hard and fast line for me that you can never text me. 
But if you text me during the workday, I may or may not see it. And if you text me on the weekend, it's really only for emergencies. It's about having those conversations and talking to them about, I do my communication best through this channel. For me, text is personal, you know? So I, I text my friends, my family, and that's fine every so often, but you and I use an app called Voxer to communicate. And I actually do a lot of business through this app. What it is, is it's a voice texting app, but you can also text in it. And I know with this app that I use it solely for work. So I use it with a lot of my clients. I use it with different teammates for some of my clients. And I know that everything in this app is for work. So if I'm not working, I'm not in that app. And that's, that's a really great way for me to set that boundary. Same thing with email. If I'm in email, I'm a morning person. So I tend to get up at 530 in the morning and I do like to go through my email because my head is clear. I've got my coffee in hand and it's when I can just really, you know, just pound through a lot of work without distractions. But the one thing that I do is I don't want people to bother me at like 5:30 in the morning. Right. And I don't want them to think, oh, she's working so early. The, you know, so I'll actually schedule all those emails out. So I'll have them go out later in the day. I'll be working in there, but then I schedule them out during business hours. Same thing with like at night or on the weekends, because I think sometimes when you're sending out emails at all hours of the day, people then think that you're available at all, all hours of the day. That's a great tip. You know, so it's just, it's a really great way to work when it works for you. And I think that's one of these things that when you're an entrepreneur and you work from home, you, especially when you have kids at home, you're not working traditional hours, but you can still find a way to communicate and keep those boundaries up within traditional hours, which for me is Monday through Friday, you know, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Like those are my hours typically because. I get my, you know, I get my kids to school, but I usually am working in the morning. And then as soon as I get my kids home from school, I shut all work down. And I used to get really frustrated because I, I felt like every day from three to 5 PM was when all of a sudden everything happened, but I've just kind of moved on from it. And I, I shut my laptop and, you know, I just know it's still going to be there tomorrow. Yeah, I think that that's really interesting because when I worked in the agency world, it was without fail, every Friday, there was some kind of emergency from a client. When I left and started consulting and eventually started my marketing agency that I was like, we plan for things, but there are very few crises. I don't, we don't do a lot of PR in our agency and there are very few crises that happen in Uh, the types of clients that we work with. And usually if there's an emergency, it's, it's a lack of planning, not a true crisis. And so we really set that expectation with our clients. And if we have an emergency that comes in, 
we evaluate whether or not it is an actual emergency. And if it's not, then we put a timeline on when we can resolve it the following week, if it's a Friday or, you know, within 48 hours, if it's during the regular business week. And, you know, it it is a communication thing with your client, but if you don't mentally have those boundaries in place and know how you're going to respond to those situations, you feel like it becomes your emergency to deal with right in that moment. And then you become resentful of that client and the work that you're doing. But when you can say, this is how we deal with these situations and here's what our timeline is. And when you can expect this to be resolved, you feel good about dealing with it in the moment, but then having an actual action plan that you can follow so that it's not something that you have to immediately respond to. Actually, Tiff Haft talked a little bit about that in her episode, um, episode six, uh, about not living in your email and not letting your email dictate your day. And that's a, that is just one example of how you can really apply that to your business. Yeah. And I, I think again, I cannot stress enough how simply setting those expectations from the get-go will make this so much easier because I've seen it before. And I even, I adapt to people's expectations as well. So if people don't set expectations with me, I'll reach out to them and I'll have maybe expectations in my mind of how quickly I want them to answer or how I want them to communicate back with me. But if I know that they set boundaries and they're like, Hey, these are the days that I'm in the office, or typically it takes me 24 to 48 hours to get back to you. I then know I'm not going to reach out to them with just one simple question. I'm probably going to save all of my questions for one email that I send out that is getting everything that I have that I need to get over to them in, in one you know, grouped message versus like, Oh, I have a quick question here. Or I have a quick question there. Like, I think people for the most part want to communicate with you, how you want to be communicated. Yes. If they don't, if you set those expectations up front, you don't have to have the guilt knowing that like, I'm not getting back to you because they know what those boundaries are and you've already set them. For sure. And I, I think that setting those boundaries is important, but then also continuing to enforce those boundaries because, you know, sometimes people aren't intentionally violating your boundaries. They just don't remember, you know, like if, if they're emailing you at 10 o'clock at night and, you know, need an immediate response or, you know, or, you know, they're emailing you on the weekend, why aren't you responding to me? You know, you can respond in your own time and just say, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not active in the office on Saturday mornings at 7 7 a.m. or whatever that looks like for you. But we can handle this in this way now. And if you have an emergency in the future, here's the protocol for dealing with that. I've even seen people that put their office hours in their email signature. And I'm like, that's a great idea. You know, so if you only work, if you only work part-time hours, or maybe you're only in your maybe you want to set up boundaries around your email and like yeah. you only want to be in your emails in the afternoons, you know, put that in your email signature. So people know that they're, they're not going to anticipate an immediate response. The other and- thing is that like some, sometimes email, I mean, email is the biggest thing I think because so many people have different expectations of when you should respond and you just have to let other people's expectations go and do what works for you, but communicate what works for you. Another really fun tool that I learned in Gmail is that you can pause your inbox. 
And what? so, yeah. So what you do is I think you might have to, I'll, I'll have to look this up and we can leave directions in the show notes, but I think you have to install boomerang, which okay. is another widget that you can install yeah. in Gmail that allows you to send out your emails at various times. So like, say you write the email at 5 a.m., you want to send it out at 12 p.m. You can do that through the Boomerang widget, but it can also pause your inbox so that if you need to be working out of your inbox, but you easily get distracted when a new email comes in, uh, hello, that's me. (laughs) You can pause it and it won't actually filter in any new emails until, say, you you say you want to unpause it at 12 PM, then all of those emails that came through in the morning, you won't see those until 12 PM. And it's a really good way to still be active in your email. If like, again, for myself and what I do, I am constantly working out of my email. Like to me, my, my inbox is my work a lot of times, Sure, but it can easily get distracting. And so I've done that before. I should get back to this. That was a really good boundary that I set because it was phenomenal the way that it worked. Yeah. And I think that having tools that support your boundaries are important, but what boundaries do you have that that live outside of email and text? So I think another big boundary for me, I've labeled and it's, it's my time. And yeah. it's either being, I used to say, I'm today, I'm going to be home focused or I'm work focused. And so this what this is really important to me as a working mom. Um, you know, obviously my kids are a little bit older now, but especially when I had them home with me during the day, there would be time periods where I would say, okay, it's time for me to be home focused. And for me, that was, you know, just closing everything work related and focusing on whether that was like my kids or my laundry or meal prep or cleaning the house. And just by simply labeling it, I'm home focused or I'm work focused really helped shift my mindset in between those two boundaries and not, you know, okay, I'm trying to play a game with my kid, but now I'm doing something for work. You know, like I just, I want to be completely present in either one or the other. I think that's so important. And this is applicable to really anyone. If you're working from home and your kids are home, which we do have a separate episode that we'll be sharing in a couple of weeks on this as we prepare for summer break. But even just this week for me, uh, my kids were homesick several days and, you know, like figuring out what, what that structure looks like for us. I have to have time still to jump on my computer and work. And my kids are very used to this now because this has been the way, I mean, this is really the only way that they have experienced being home with me when I'm working, but I'll dedicate chunks of time during the day to work time. And then I'll dedicate chunks of time during the day to kid time. And those are when I'm in work time, my kids know, like if my office door is closed and I'm focused on work, unless it's an emergency, they're set up with activities that they can do while I'm working. And I will be done at two o'clock or whatever time that is to come out and do something with them. And that's super helpful, especially, I mean, it's helpful when they're sick. It gets a little bit wonkier when they're sick, homesick from school, but that's really helpful on like school breaks Uh, especially summer vacation, because if you don't have a plan, you're setting yourself up to fail. 
Isn't that funny? We're setting boundaries with our kids, you know, and I think that's important for them to learn. Well, and, and it works. I used to do the same thing. In fact, um, because I'm most productive in the mornings, I would tell my kids, like, even just like my kids don't go to school until nine o'clock in the morning, but I told you, like, I'm really productive in the morning. So they know mom isn't going to play with them in the morning. Like I've just set up that boundary with them. Like, Hey guys, in the morning, mom's working. But when they come home from school, you know, three 30, my computer shut down and yeah, I'll, I'll hang out with you now. And so they've kind of, again, I've set that boundary. It sounds like you've done the exact same thing of here's the chunk of time that I'm working. And so when I'm working, you know, that this is my time to focus on work, but that means then I can give you my dedicated time later in the day. Well, and that setting that boundary for yourself And you may not even call it a boundary. I don't think that like this is something that I've really called a boundary before, but it is. Setting that up for yourself helps you know how much time you have to get things done. And for me, that prevents me from focusing on like the things that aren't important. So I'm not going to get wrapped up in the latest like... (laughs) I get all these newsletters and I, if I only have a certain amount of time to work today, I can't go on a deep dive on some new marketing tactic that I think is really cool and I really want to learn more about because I don't have time. So I have a Google Doc and when things pop up for me to that I want to look at down the road, I'll just pop them in the Google Doc. And then when I do have time, I can look at that and I didn't lose it. But you oh, know, I how love that. Well, I mean, I get super distracted with like news and articles. That's a that's a huge pain point for me. And so I really try to condense that to just like 15 minutes in the morning. I have time to go into that stuff. And then otherwise it has to eat into my weekend time. Like that's, those are things that I can read and look into on the weekend. Or if I end up having, you know, some extra time on a Friday during the week, I have to have like a certain amount of focused work time. Otherwise things don't get done. I find I'm more productive though, when I have, if I have all the time in the world, if I have a full six hours, I tend to fill those hours with things that aren't productive. So typically for me, if I have less time, I'm more efficient. And I feel like the more time I have, the less efficient I am. I totally agree. You know? Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. But setting up pockets, so for me, I time block. That's another thing that is, I mean, I guess it's kind of a boundary. Like I'll time block my day and I try really hard to stick to that. So I get up early and I start my day super early and I try to get in two to three hours of work before my kids are up or like really moving for the day. They get up, they usually get up during that time, but they kind of have their own, they like to read or play Legos. Sometimes they'll watch a show and they kind of have their own wake up routine. And then I've got like a two hour chunk of time where we're, we're kind of making sure we're ready for the day and whatnot. And then I've got another two hour chunk of time to work on this aspect of business, you know? So like kind of breaking my day up that way helps me focus. And I know that one hour isn't enough time for like, this is just a weird thing for me. It, it probably looks different for everybody, but one hour on one project is uh, typically not enough time for me to get enough done. Two hours is like the perfect amount of time because after two hours I've accomplished a ton and then I'm ready. Like my brain is ready for a break. So that's when I can go do laundry or take the dog for a walk or go to the park with my kids or whatever that looks like. And and then I can come back and feel refreshed for another two hour session. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And it's, you know, I think we need that mental break. And sometimes when you don't take it and you just try to power through, you're actually less productive because yes, of Yes, for you know? sure. I, when we got our puppy last summer, I got in the habit of taking her for a walk in the middle of the day. And I've gotten out of the habit since winter, but I think it was really great for me because it just was like that mental break and that refresh. Um, and you know, just getting like some fresh air. Yes. It's amazing. What would happen when I would come back? I was just that much more productive in whatever I was doing. Yeah. I, that is one of the challenges I have with winter in Minnesota is that you can't get that midday break. As soon as it gets cold, I'm like, I'm over it. We're done. (laughs) And, and while we're talking boundaries, one of the things that I wanted to bring up too was completely taking breaks from work. And because I just recently got back from a family vacation, it was my kids spring break last week. We went to California to visit family and I have so many projects going on right now between the podcast and my consulting and my, my different clients that I'm not going to lie. I packed up my laptop and I was like, I don't know that I can do this. And I ended up putting an out of office on all of my different email accounts. And I set that expectation that I would not be back. And I, you know, had conversations with everyone that I was working with on, you know, projects I was working on and letting them know I was going to be unavailable. And honestly, it was probably the best thing I could have done for myself. And I think as entrepreneurs, we think that we can't ever walk away from our business. And that's like not a good thing for us mentally. Number one, you need to find ways that your business can run without you. And that's like a whole nother episode in itself. But number two, I'm not living to work. I'm working, I'm working to live, you know, and when you're in the thick of it, sometimes it feels hard to get away, but by putting up that boundary and setting those expectations, I, I mean, my screen time on my phone was like down 50% last week. I did not even go into my inbox. I left all my messages on red and it was phenomenal. I spent so much time outside soaking in vitamin D family time. I, you know, read some books. It was just like, I needed that break and time away. And guess what? Like everything is fine. (laughs) Like if there were emergencies, I knew people would reach out to me. There wasn't, you know, I think that's always just this. We put this expectation on ourselves, but it's so important to step away and come back because honestly, our our bodies and our brains just need that. Right. And I think it also is like very much a reset of your priorities. We've spent the last two years not traveling and not taking breaks. And I did not, I didn't realize this until, until I realized it, that I did not take a single day off from the time that the pandemic started in March of 2020 until November of 2021. That's a year and a half with oh my zero vacation days. Yes. And it's it was totally self-induced and I burned myself out. Like we just had a ton of different stuff going on and 
you know, like you were constantly pivoting with everything that was changing and being self-employed. Like you want to make sure that you're not sacrificing work opportunities because when the market's kind of all over the place, that's definitely a worry that you have as a, a, you know, as an entrepreneur and the income that you're bringing in. And I just totally burned myself out. Now I'm kind of back to, you know, I used to take every Friday off. Like I wouldn't work on Fridays when my kids were little and they were all in preschool, they would be home with me um, several days a week, but we always took Fridays for like Friday fun days. And um, even last summer, I was trying to get back into Friday fun days and I just did not hold that boundary firm and I really regret it. So then when I really realized that I was like, okay, I need to take some time off. So I really took some time off around the holidays, around Thanksgiving. And um, we are going out of town next week for my kids' spring break for the first time in two years. And you know, like you really need that time to, if you don't take that time away from your business, it's hard to remember why you started your business in the first place. It's hard to remember why you're doing what you're doing. And it's really hard to remember what your priorities are because you're just head down in the thick of your work all the time. And you don't see like what's going on. Like you need to lift your head up for air. And that's what taking a break does for you. I could not agree with you more. I think after coming back and having all of last week off, it did reset something in my brain that just said, I need to be doing this more. You know, it's funny you you bring up Friday fun days because when my kids were home all last year, so last year, my kids did full distance learning. They were home. They did not go to school in person. And honestly, like it was hard, but it worked for our family and we got into this beautiful routine and it was just a year that I probably will never forget. And a year that I would never take back. Like it was just a really cool experience, even like with all the negative things that were going on in the world. Like I had my kids home for a full year and it was, it was awesome. Like we all just like ended up in sync by the end of the year, but we, we did Friday fun days. And so on Fridays and, you know, it was mostly, I think in like the spring when the weather got nice and things like that, yeah. but we started, you know, taking field trips. And again, it's something that I will always look back and cherish. And I will never regret that time that I took away from work. And I think, you know, again, we were having this conversation because both you and I have realized that our boundaries aren't as good as they used to be. And we want them to be back where they are. But I think every time I set a boundary up around the amount of time I work, I never regret it. Right. Oh, I totally agree. It's reprioritizing. It helps you reprioritize the things that are most important to you. Yeah. And I think that that's important because sometimes when you get too in the weeds, you start treating your business like a, like a corporate nine to five. And you are just kind of trudging through for the sake of trudging through. Not that everybody works that way in a nine to five, but like you're doing the things that you have to do to check them off your list. You're not doing them because you're really excited about it or you're really passionate about it. And I think that's what happens when you lose sight, at least for me, when you, when I lose sight of my priorities, I feel very lost in what I'm doing. And I feel like I've lost the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing and, and boundaries 
in all forms really helped me stay focused on how I work best, how I do good work, how I serve my family and like what's important to me. This is a conversation I think we could have over and over again, but this is a good start. And hopefully you guys were able to get some great tips about, you know, maybe setting some new boundaries or how to just communicate your boundaries and setting those expectations a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you liked today's show, we'd greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.